welcome to Carson Chatter, a podcast focused on Carson City, the people who shape it, and the real estate that defines it. I'm Cena Lloyd, Carson City Library Director, and I am here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Garrett Lapierre, local real estate agent with Century 21 Jim Wilson Realty. We have another great guest this week for you, along with our weekly segments, Community Connections, and Lapierre's Corner. Stay with us, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to this week's segments. We're going to do Lapeer's Corner, but before we start Lapeer's Corner, I want to remind you um, that the Carson City Library, for their 50th anniversary, they are doing what's called a pick a day. So picture a day, and that's for the whole month of January. What you want to do is you want to take a picture a day and post it to social media with the hashtag, hashtag pick, P-I-C, a day Carson. That's hashtag pick, P-I-C, a day Carson. Uh, make sure to take advantage of that and hop onto the social media trend. Everybody's doing it. This week in Lapeer's Corner, I want, I want to talk to you about um, preparing your home for sale. One of the things that you're, that you're going to want to do when you're getting ready to get your house ready for, to put on the market is to make sure that all the little paint, um, whether that's in door jams, whether that's on doors, baseboards, um, walls, obviously, uh, but all those little areas that you know maybe have been nicked over time, that chipped away a little bit on the interior, doing a little touch-up paint will go a long way. Uh, obviously on the exterior, on the siding and fascia, uh, most buyers are going to have to get a loan to buy your home. And one of the things um, that the bank's going to require is that the paint needs to be in decent shape. So no chip paint on the outside. So if you have chip paint on the fascia, you should scrape that and repaint it and get it ready for sale. Um, the other things is clean the carpets um, or even hire a maid service to come in and do a real thorough deep cleaning. I can't tell you how many times I've shown a house, um, and when I look at it, you know, I've, I look at houses all day long, so I have a little more experience, and I can tell the difference between a house that needs actual work and repairs compared to a house that really just needs to be cleaned really well. Um, and a lot of times, those buyers cannot tell the difference. They see a house that's just dirty, and they think that it needs work and, and that, it, that it's a fixer-upper or it needs some TLC, when really all it needs is, is a good deep cleaning and some elbow grease. So I can't um, overemphasize how important it is to make sure that, that when your house gets on the market, that it is thoroughly clean. And that means all the dust off the baseboards, all the dust out of that corner behind your TV that you never go to. Uh, the uh, Clean the win window sills, clean the windows, um, uh, you know, window frames around those when you open them up. Um, those little things make a big difference in what you're ultimately going to sell your home for and your bottom line. Uh, and then obviously one thing that I see on almost every single house I sell is that there's a leak underneath the house. Whether that's in the, it's usually um, on a bathtub drain, there's a leak there. Um, and most people don't go underneath their house. They don't want to. They're spiders. It's cold. It's creepy. It's dark. Um, and if you have a leak in your drain at your tub, 
it's probably working better than than uh, uh, if there was no leak. So there's no real way for you to know without getting underneath the house that it's dripping or, or putting water underneath your house. So one thing I always tell people to do is is either yourself or, or send a handyman down underneath the house to double check that there's no issues down there that you should address before you put the house on the market. Um, so ev almost every sale includes some sort of home inspection and part of that home inspection um, will be the inspector going underneath the house to check those things. So be proactive, get ahead of any kind of repairs or issues that need to be dealt with up front, and you are going to maybe spend a little more money up front, but that money that you spend you're going to get back, and hopefully times two or three. Um, I see it over and over. Sellers make more money when they have their home really prepared to go onto the market through doing these repairs and having it very clean, a good thorough deep cleaning. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Mark Salinas, who is the Arts and Culture Director for Carson City. Welcome back. We're going to talk today with Mark Salinas, who is the Arts and Culture Director for Carson City. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you, Garrett. I'm happy to be here. I'm uh, in good company. I've seen your past uh, podcasts, and I'm honored to be in the mix. Well, I appreciate you coming on and your willingness to talk to us about your new position and all the cool stuff that you got going on in your in your universe and your world. Um, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, um, your background, and how you came to get this job? Sure. Um, I was actually born in a rural part of Ohio. Um, we passed a, a pig slaughter farm, believe it or not, on the bus ride to high school every day. Uh, went to college in St. Louis and uh, was working for a client there who I uh, transferred to New York with and uh, just moved here. This is my third month now here in Carson City. I was in New York for 19 years. Um, a proud representative of the borough of Queens. You know, there's five uh, boroughs of, of, of New York and I don't know if Manhattan and Brooklyn really count, but yes, uh, <laughs> from Queens. And, um, my, you know, my background in New York was as a small business owner, a founder of a not-for-profit mural organization. Uh, I was on the community board uh, on the Arts and Culture Committee, um, and then worked uh, many years in arts administrative positions uh, as an artist. So um, in my spare time, if I had any, I was always entering uh, artist residency programs and, and, and that sort. So. I'll also note that, you know, sometimes when I meet people here in Carson, the first thing they say is, Carson City, how are you adjusting, you know? <laughs> and um, my first reply that first month was, you know, fine, except for the altitude, because you have to understand we're at sea level down there, and exactly. so it was a whole bunch of nosebleeds and, and headaches, believe it or not, that first month. I bet. Um, but, you know, I, you know, New York has about 9 million people. In the borough of Queens, I lived in a neighborhood in the same apartment for 19 years. Really? Yeah. Um, and saw many of the same people when I walked out my door. So in, in certain respects, I mean, our, um, our councilman, you know, lived in, in my neighborhood. Uh, so it, in, in many respects, living here in Carson City feels similar on many accounts. It's always amazing to me that no matter where you come from, no matter how big the city is, how big the area, uh, 
at the end of the day, all these places are all small towns. Yeah. You know, and, and you get to know the people that are in your community, in your apartment building, you know, that shop at your grocery store, go to your church. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good segue into, I'm really curious of what your first impressions have been for Carson City, not only on the arts and culture side of it, but just as the community as a whole. I always like to ask, uh, you know, um, new residents that question. Well, you know, after uh, so long in New York, I really uh, was looking for a change. And I spent about a year and a half looking for the right move. Okay. Um, and this was that right move to sort of take those, um, those elements that I had you know, been working on the, uh, with non-for-profits, with, on the community board, the small businesses, um, and put it all together in a, in a new environment where I could take that experience and uh, make a big impact. When I came out here, I was really blown away. Actually, I was misled. <laughs> the weather, it was, I mean, I love hot, warm, dry weather. And I came, I came out here for the interview, I think in maybe August or September. And I thought, wow, I'm going to love it out here, right? <laughs> so my first, you know, week or two here, it's raining nonstop. And everyone's saying, it never rains here. It never rains here. Well, you know, this weekend, there's, you know, there's flooding this weekend. I had two people this morning here in the office say, um, yeah, Mark brought the rain with him, and I thought to myself, that wasn't the rain I wanted to bring, you know. <laughs> but, you know, in looking around, um, I spent, you know, the, these first three months uh, dividing my time in, uh, among three categories, and that was um, working with the DA's office on the policies and procedures for public art, um, doing a lot of meet and greets with the uh, community, not only, you know, what I call the usual suspects, the artists, the museums, galleries, but the outer um, shell of the community that I want to really involve. And that's libraries, it's educational systems, it's the Hispanic community, it's the Native American community, um, it's the seniors. And I think when we're able to um, have an osmosis between that nucleus of artists and our outer shell, that's how you really create uh, a vibrant community. Now, getting back to your question, uh, in, in the past three months I've been just doing a lot of surveying and mining information, mining the history. Uh, I've, I've watched the past, uh, all the Cultural Commission videos since, since 2014. I've read all the minutes since 2008. Wow. And, and you know, what I'm really trying to do is break things down into the ingredients. So when you ask me what are my impressions, what can we build off of, you know, I'm sort of a deconstructionist. I'd like to know how things are made. As an artist, I make things. Okay. And so, you know, um, I think it was, you know, Charles Eames, he said, you know, the details are not the details, the details are the design. And so with, with that lens of focus is how I'm looking at Carson City and um, looking at all the ingredients, you know, looking at things uh, w- with a fresh pair of eyes. And, you know, the, the other two candidates uh, weren't from the area. Right. And that's, uh, you know, told me that that was something that the community wanted and that the community needed. Um, so I'm very excited. I mean, certainly, you know, we have the history, we have the, the geography where a state capital puts us, it positions us in a, in a nice place to be, to really not only influence Carson residents, but influence the region for tourists, to influence the state, you know. So uh, that's sort of the mentality and the uh, and the method that I'm working uh, going forward. 
I, I like that, and, and I especially like that you talked about, you know, the bigger picture of, of, of a regional picture. You know, I've always thought that, and, and I think that with the growth of manufacturing and, and the growth of, uh, you know, places like the Tahoe Reno Industrial Center, that you're going to see this whole area, Reno, Sparks, Carson, Gardnerville, uh, especially Lyon County. Lyon County is poised for a lot of growth. I think you're going to see it become one big area, one big metropolitan, and, and I don't think we'll get to 9 million people in in our area, which probably is a good thing, yeah. But, but I think you, you know you're going to see um, a little less of, of the silos of, of each individual town and a little more of a regional approach between everybody, mm-hmm. including the big player Reno and Sparks up there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm, and, and that being said, you know the one thing that's always struck me about the art community is we have some terrifically talented people in our in our community, some terrifically talented uh, um, artists, and whether that's painters, whether that's um, um, music composers, you know, sculptors, whatever it may be. Uh, but there's always a lot of arts groups or organizations. So how do you plan on taking all those different groups and creating better collaboration amongst all of them? Well. Um you know, I think that um, moving forward, if our assets were uh, stacked, so to speak, we'd um, get more miles to our, our tank. I think individually, we're not going to, to succeed in making the, the vibrant artist community. The Nevada Council of the Arts put together an, outs, uh, an arts town uh, meeting not too long ago. And some of the takeaways was that all of our organizations wanted a new audience and they wanted a larger audience but there was still some uh, they still didn't know each other well enough to come up with collaborative ideas and to work off of each other's strengths and support each other's weaknesses um, at the conclusion of our interview I've actually set up our uh, an arts and culture mixer on ice where I've invited all the arts and culture organizations in Carson City to a hosted ice skating party across the street at the Arlington um, ice skating rink. So the, uh, you're, you're more than welcome <laughs> to Perfect. attend free skating and hot chocolate on me. But, you know, it's, it's these sort of uh, these meetups and meet and greets that will uh, allow me to uh, learn of the organizations and then, and then you know, uh, them to learn of me and how I can support them, help organize and, um, and, and empower you know, our, our efforts. Um, we're already off to, you know, a running start in the first uh, two months here. I uh, wrote and um, submitted two grant applications for projects in 2017. Great. Um, I'm actually working with the library here and the State Museum on an NEA grant that's due in three weeks. Um, I'm not sweating, don't worry. And, uh, <laughs> And that's actually for a, a community uh, month-long programming. So, you know, in all these meet and greets I'm doing, Garrett, um, I'm listening to, to people's, um, their wish lists. And then, you know, when I walk away, that way I can be at my desk. I can be having everyone's interest in the back of my mind. That way I can sort of connect the dots when I see opportunities. So these grants aren't written with no idea in mind. These are based upon the meet and greets I've already done. You know, I've... One grant is with Pioneer High School. One grant is with Western Nevada College. The other grant with the museum, with the library. And just that the NEA grant alone, our proposal is to work, it's called the Big Read Grant. Okay. And um, it's been going on for the past 11 years. 
the NEA uh, gives a five to twenty thousand uh, dollar award to uh, challenging communities to build a month-long programming based around one of twenty-eight titles that they give you. So the titles could be about you know really anything. The one that jumped out for us was Charles Portis's True Grit. Okay. And um, you know Fallon, Elko, Reno, Vegas—they've all won these awards in the past eleven years. Right. We're due to win it. So that's what we're working on as a state capital. This is a perfect opportunity for us to show uh, our, our grit as a community, uh, a creative community, and, and, you know, at that. Awesome. <laughs> so what, what would be the best way to describe your new role and, 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 and what, what your job duties kind of entail with the position? Well, you know, this is a new position, and um, there's not a, a real a blueprint or map for me to follow, and, which was one of the draws in coming out here. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I've been, you know, using my opportunities and meeting everyone to come up with, I think we're speaking about this briefly before uh, our recording here. Excuse me for a moment. No problem. <coughs> Is, um, you know, I've been spending my time uh, with the DA's office on meet and greets, writing grants, but I've also identified uh, three methods for our community to build public art. And so, you know, one method would be through the, you know, the lease, loan, purchase or rent of uh, works funded by, you know, the transient tax or you know, my budget mm -hmm. um, and with support of, you know, other city or state monies. Um, <coughs> pardon me. It's this weather. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to uh, ice skating tonight. <laughs> uh, the second method <clears throat> would be through, you know, what I've been calling the RAC regrant award okay. that the RAC um, allows the cultural commission to, um, to make recommendations to the Board of Supervisors. And then, of course, you know, the third method is through arts and cultural events funded by uh, third-party grants that I'm researching and writing. And that, you know, that includes partnerships with community entities, private sector, donations, sponsors, collaborations. So um, those are sort of um, three vertical and, and horizontal tiers, you know, uh, that I'm working on. Of course, I have a, you know, a punch list that's I'm adding to daily and, you know, developing uh, this position. Uh, this, the city's very excited and, 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 I'm e and I'm eager and enthused to be here and I'm, I'm very happy to um, be that symbol of enthusiasm for the city. I mean, I got into a taxi my first week here. Okay. Uh, you know, in parentheses, I'm from New York. I haven't had a car in 17 years. <laughs> I just got a car two weeks ago. No way. And every molecule New York molecule that's still in me was saying, do you really need one? Can't you just keep riding your bike, you yeah. know? <laughs> Anyhow, so I don't want you to think I'm taking taxis all around, all around Carson City, but I got in the cab and the driver goes, aren't you that new guy from New York? Nice. I was at the store the other day and, you know, I showed my credit card for a purchase. She said, you're the new guy. And everyone is really excited across the board. And that makes me feel really good. There's been a lot of organizations here. Um, uh, that has just been very welcoming, right. you know, on a personal level. The library has, uh, the, you know, the, the, the Capital City, uh, you know, Alliance, the, the Coalition, um, my neighbor. Everyone's been very warm and welcoming here, especially over the holidays, you know, be coming out here. I came out here with, uh, with no one, and, you know, and alone. I jumped in here with both feet. Awesome. Uh, 
You know, and, and I, I think that that's certainly one of the best things, if not the best thing about our community is we take care of each other and, and, and everyone looks out for each other. Well, they, we welcome the new people when they come in. I, I'll tell you, I'm not used to people stopping for me at a street corner. You guys are throwing off my game because I, you know, after 19 years, I have the perfect timing to jaywalk and to dart across the street in moving traffic. With you guys stopping for me, you're really... You're really throwing me off. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you don't have to. You don't have to play. Uh, you know, Russian roulette trying to cross the street anymore. Uh, and, and it sounds kind of like your job. You know, for lack of a better term, is you're trying to be the ringleader of a circus and trying to keep everybody on on task and and try to create as much as a singular vision and focus between all these groups that you possibly can, uh, while making while making sure everyone feels that they're getting their their fair share. Right. You know, to really. Um, help brand Carson City as an arts and culture city. Taking a look at our assets, uh, reevaluating them, and um, redefining them. Right. You know, it's it's in uh, you know it's it, it's no news that when arts and culture are vibrant in the city, there's economic benefit. Right. Um, that is how uh, businesses are able to uh, recruit talent, retain talent, that is how uh, families are able to make their, uh, their educated youth return to the city. Um, I think 2017 is really going to be an excellent, excellent start. I certainly agree with that, and and, and let's talk about that a little bit, of, of, of how arts and culture improves a community and creates um, stableness within a community and creates sustainability within a community, um, and, and a community being stable and sustainable um, is only going to help you know, real estate prices, is only going to help the, the economic development, is going to, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. And in arts and culture, you know, I know I know a lot of times it gets maligned as a waste of money or, you know, that's someone's pet project or someone's helping somebody's buddy because they're friends. Um, and, and people don't realize the impact that having a community that people want to live in, that people seek out because of the music scene or because yeah. of the art scene, um, that goes a long way in making sure that their house value stays up and goes up. It goes a long way in making sure that rents go up rather than down, uh, that they're going to have enough customers to come and, and, and spend money in their businesses. Yeah. Talk you, a little bit about well, that. Well, you know, uh, arts and culture have always uh, struggled to validate itself. But you and I, we're living in a society now where if you turn on the TV, it's who can sing, who can dance, who can make a dress in an hour? I even saw a show about uh, window dressing. Uh, there's shows about you know uh, cooking, mm -hmm. you know, and that's really what arts and culture is. We were at the um, oh at the leadership class at the at, at, at the high school, and um, I said, "Tell me what comes to your mind when you hear the word art." And the kids raised their hand, and many of them had they said a, a framed picture on a wall. I said, you're not wrong, but you're not right either. It's literary arts, visual arts, performing arts, culinary arts, agricultural arts, and then from all that, many, many, many subdivisions. Um, so when, with that sort of um, you know, lens of focus coming into the community, you know, I think many people uh, are comfortable with art and don't know it. Everything we look at, see at, uh, see, touch, exercise on, drive, it's all been designed. 
So, you know, introducing it into the community is not new. It's here. It's just uh, introducing it as seen on a daily level, a daily experience. That is something new. That is the challenge. I mean, I think, you know, answering your question, you know, I, I had a, I still have a, a mural organization, nonprofit mural organization called Seven Train Murals um, there in New York City. The Seven Train is a subway that uh, connects Manhattan and Queens, and it was my everyday subway. Um, and there was a, a corner that was tagged when I, you know, around the corner from my house, and it was just a real eyesore. Um, our council leader had a community cleanup day. Everyone took a bucket of red paint, and we were painting over this brick wall, but the red paint didn't match last year's red paint. It didn't match the red brick. It sort of looked like some, some I don't know, some tartan plaid uh, red design on the wall, and I thought to myself, there has to be a, a better long-term solution to put all of our efforts. So, um, I came up with a pitch and I applied for a grant through the Queen's Art Council and uh, that became the template for Seven Train Murals and what we did was I reached out to all the neighbors and the Boys and Girls Club that were out there that one year helping me pull weeds and sweep and paint this wall and I said uh, here we are one year later the wall's been tagged again but now we have a design and I reached out across the street to uh, Papa John's. They sponsored the pizza, of course. Their clientele is teenagers. So the Boys and Girls Club, they're on board for it. I had the neighborhood paint store, uh, you know, donate all the paint. That winning template became what Seven Train Murals was. And it was all volunteered, mentored, uh, mentored volunteers painting a, a design that I came up with that was site-specific. What I learned in the 9,000 square feet of public art that we've transformed in three years is that people are just looking for an opportunity. If you can coordinate, if you can be the ringmaster to provide that opportunity, you are changing not only walls, not only real estate, but you're changing life. Correct. Um, I've worked with youth from 10 years of age to seniors 80 years of age. Um, and some of the, the best re responses are the ones that we got when we were on our hands and knees painting a wall. It'd be a car honking its horn just saying, hey, thanks. Right. You know, I've sold work in galleries. It's not the same feeling as when you're out there putting your sweat equity onto a wall. And as you said, it brings up not only uh, the value, literally, of the community, mm -hmm. it brings up the pride, the civic pride that first mural that we did in 2013, I think, mm -hmm. is still up today. It's on the Pokemon Go app, if you heard of that. Oh, oh yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's like some landmark in that awesome. digital game world. Very cool. Um, you know, and it's, it's still running today. It's sort of uh, on sleep mode now that I'm out here. Right. But I'm putting together um, plans to, to put a, a board in place to, Do something to keep it. Cooking, yeah. Cool. I, I'm, I'm so happy you brought up in the beginning of that answer that art, you know, um, thinking back when, when I used to think of art 15 years ago, you know, I was 20 years old and, and I, art was a painting on the wall. Um, or art was a watercolor or something like that, uh, a sculpture maybe. 
and there's a quote, and I'm, I'm terrible, I can't, I can't remember who, who said this quote, um, but the quote basically says, everything is art. Yeah. How you dress, how you talk, how you walk, how you love your partner, all of those things are art. And, um, you know, even this podcast, this is art. That's right. You know, taking taking and being a creator, creating content, all those things are art. And and, and I think that yeah, when people start looking at art that way, rather than a picture hanging on the wall or a sculpture on a desk, um, you get a little more a little more of appreciation for that. Yes, and people don't feel like there's a disconnect. They feel like they're a part of it. Exactly. I agreed. Exactly. So, the question I want to ask you is: When you say public art, mm-hmm. what does public art mean to you? Well. Um, I think when most people think of public art, the easiest thing to come to mind, sort of as those kids were thinking, um, public art would be, a, let's say, a, just a, a big sculpture on a pedestal outside. That probably satisfies most people's uh, idea of, of public art. Um, I am putting together right now um, a series of fashion films for February. Awesome. And I consider that public art. Mm-hmm. For public screening, it's a collaboration you know, with the museum, and we're pretty close to sealing the deal on it. Okay. But I think public art is any opportunity, experience, uh, intervention that, change, that, that changes or dips, disrupts people's day-to-day patterns. Could it be a large two-ton sculpture? Of course. Could it be a film on Friday nights that feeds into an event nationwide, globally? Sure. Um, it could be a play outside. Uh, it could be an outdoor play. It could be a collaboration with, you know, the, the high school and, and the seniors. Um, I, I, I would. My goal is is to broaden that definition. I mean, uh, it, uh, my definition may be vague in explaining it to you. I'd like it to be even vaguer, if that makes sense, <laughs> because I want everyone to I want everyone to add to it. I want there to be a co-authorship in Carson City of what public art is. That's a great answer. Very good answer. So um, I'm going I'm to ask you two more questions. Okay. Um, so what are your thoughts on the art and music scene in Carson City right now? And within the arts and music scene, what are some areas that you are focused on improving? Hmm. Well, I know that you know um, we have... Uh, we're putting together a Great Basin Native Artist Show at the Visitors Bureau that's going to be opening up on February 3rd. Um, you know, this next weekend on the 14th is the opening reception at the Nevada Artists Association for a Road to the Future exhibition, which is a collaboration through the Downtown Business Association, the Visitors Bureau, and the NAA um, on artwork that was inspired by the reopening of Carson Street. Great. Um, the Nevada Arts Council and, the, and myself were working with the Adams Hub on um, providing classes to help artists build their online presence. So whether they're artists or craftspeople or performing artists, uh, learning how to effectively market their art, to brand their art, and become financially successful. <coughs> so um, you know, those are some of the um, the current art organizations, you know that. You know, I'm, I'm working with and, and trying to involve in, in my ideas. Uh, my eye is on all of them. Unfortunately, just being here three months, uh, I'm still trying to widen my 
uh, a vision and you know this event tonight this arts and culture mixer on ice hopefully next time you see me I won't have a, uh, a my arm in a sling um, <laughs> but I think you know that's that's a, a progressive positive work in progress you know? okay. well I, I love the fact that you're trying to take you know the, everything in life is relationships it's human beings dealing with human beings and, and, and taking those artists and getting them to talk to each other you getting to know them better mm -hmm. and, and get everybody on the same plane I think you're going to have a lot of success using that tact so I'm going to ask you what, what we ask every guest that comes uh -huh. on the show <laughs> yeah, if there was no limits what would be your big hairy audacious goal for Carson City you know, Garrett, I told you I've been spending my time mining information, and of course I knew that question was coming because I listened to your other podcast. And um, I had an instantaneous answer. And you might be surprised by it because it's not 100% arts and culture. I have two answers. Can't wait. You know, I I'm an artist. i got to break the rules, right? So I'm going to give you two answers. My first answer is probably a New Yorker answer. Okay. And that I'm coming from a city where recycling is mandatory. You'll get a ticket if they hear a tin can in your trash. Mm -hmm. um, where a lot of stores are pushing recyclable canvas bags right. that we are rethinking our to-go food. I think uh, they've put the, the axe on all styrofoam containers. Awesome. So when I moved here, <coughs> looking out my, you know, Back in New York, I look out my back window, there'd be like rats. I look out here, there are deer, you know? <laughs> when I come out here to this beautiful, um, this beautiful serene region, I'm, I'm surprised that I had to wait so long to get my recycling bins. And, uh, and you know, I'm on, the, I'm on this year's chamber uh, leadership program with another 29 uh, fabulous people from around here. And we took a trip out to the, to the landfill. And, uh, you know, so uh, I, I would hope that something would be in place because we have a finite period, from what I recall, we have a finite period of time left in that fill Correct. that the opportunity for um, the city to provide services and access, sure, we can toss it in our truck and bring it out there, throw the tin cans here and the glass there. But uh, if there was a program a little more um, on the side of preserving what we have in, in view of, of recycling. And I say that because uh, I recently was a juror for the uh, Department of Conservation. They had a recycling art competition here. Nice. Yeah, sponsored by the Palazzo, I think it was in Vegas. Okay. K through adult, and I was one of three jurors there. And, you know, uh, what people could create with you wouldn't even believe the stuff I saw. It's pretty fabulous. But, you know, it's a, it's a serious topic. My other response is I would love um, for our culture, our arts and uh, culture uh, committee meetings there at the Sierra Room mm -hmm. to be packed with people. I would like that to be a monthly go-to uh, place where artists and organizations, and I'd like people in there who think they may or may not be an artist, think they may, you know, I, I want to invite everyone there, you know, people even on, even on the fence is like, well, should I, should I attend, you know, it, you know, my methodology of like, yeah, 
you're a part of this. You're a part of the community, you know? Right. You don't have to be that nucleus to show up at these things. Correct. You can be that, that outer rim that we're trying to, to get. And so uh, that's what I would eventually like to see. I, that, that's a great goal, great goal. You know, the more engagement you can get, the better off everybody is. And, and uh, you know, if you want to make a difference in your community, you have an idea of what your community should be like, get involved. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what that is, and, and 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 I'm always for saving the environment, especially around here. You know, save Tahoe. You know, I mean, Lake right. Tahoe. I mean, look at look at the conservation efforts that's gone into that, and look at look at how beautiful that lake is with all the people that still go there on a yearly basis. Yeah. So, Mark, it's a pleasure having you on the program. It's been an honor. Thank you. You're more than I'm going to go hit the ice now. You do that. Try not to break any. I'm, I'm not going to tell you to break Figuratively leg. speaking. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 and I'm, I'm happy to have you here. I think the arts and culture uh, within Carson City is in very good hands. Thank you. You bet. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Carson Chatter. You can subscribe via SoundCloud or iTunes by searching Carson Chatter Podcast. When you do, please leave a review as it makes it easier to find us. And please engage with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by simply searching Carson Chatter Podcast. You can also email us at carsonchatterpodcast at gmail.com. See you again soon, and don't forget to tell a friend about this podcast.